Thank you for listening, but please be advised, I am not a professional of any kind when it comes to what I discuss. If you have a correction, please send it to livingthroughextinction at gmail.com. Also, I'm not the best at watching my language, so listener discretion is advised. situation here in Hawaii earlier this evening. The uh, civil defense calling for an evacuation of all low-lying areas because of a tsunami threat. The sky turns black as giant tornadoes touch down. From Nebraska to Texas, apocalyptic scenes as twisters tear through the southern Hello everyone, I'm Ruby and this is episode 25 of Living Through Extinction. Hopefully the quality of the show will be improving in the near future. I now have a computer! Now to learn how to use it and slowly buy myself some sound equipment to go with it. Then to learn how to use all that. I'm going to start by getting a bit ahead on episodes so I can dedicate some time to my education. I'll be watching lots of YouTube videos as this editing program is completely new to me. Once I know what I'm doing in the new program, I'll give it a shot for a few episodes and see how it feels. Then it will be time to hit music stores and maybe find some proper equipment. Hooray! I do not have a skepticism segment this week, and I did not do the normal research on how a particular thing may be affecting the environment. Instead, I planned to use the main segment to show the idiocy of things being said about climate change by climate change deniers. Diving into those statements, however, it turns out climate change deniers say idiotic things about all sorts of things, not just climate. So, my main segment is more of a combination of skepticism and climate change. But first, some environment, wildlife, and archaeology stories. The biodiversity of our environment is very important, not just to the planet, but to us humans as well. I've touched on that fact at least once over the last few episodes. Unfortunately, it turns out two-fifths of the plants on this planet are at risk of extinction. This information was released by the UN and is based on research from more than 200 scientists in 42 countries. Whatever could be the cause? Just kidding, we know. Of course we know. It's us. Most of these extinctions are due to our clearing of natural habitats. According to the Royal Botanic Gardens, Q, that's spelled K-E-W, plants can provide future medicines, fuels, and foods. 723 plants that we already use for medical purposes are currently at risk of extinction, over-harvesting being a major contributor along with clearing habitats. 650 plant species we know of have been lost from the wild in the last 250 years. This is twice the number of bird, mammal, and amphibian extinctions combined in the same time period. The report also states that there are more than 7,000 edible plants that could be used for crops, but only a handful of these are used to feed the people of the world. And about 2,500 plants exist that could provide energy for millions worldwide, but only six are being utilized right now. Those six are maize, sugarcane, soybean, rapeseed, wheat, and palm oil. Oh, talked about the issues with palm oil on the beauty products episode number 21. 1,942 plants and 1,886 fungi were brand new to science last year. Some may end up being valuable tools for medicine, food, or drink. 
The problem is species are disappearing faster than they can find and name them. Lost or never discovered species could be lost or never discovered cures for diseases. That reminds me of an old movie, probably from the 80s, Medicine Man. Don't quote me on this, but if I recall correctly, Sean Connery discovered a cancer cure in a rare tree, and in the end the last of the trees of this type were destroyed by people clearing the land before he could do any good with them. Right? I think I'm recalling that right. According to Professor Alexander Antonelli, Director of Science at the previously mentioned Q, we are living in an age of extinction. Hey, hence my show name. I am a snake fan myself. When my kids were small, one of my favorite day trips was to go to the snake pits in the spring or fall and catch a few snakes for them to hold and let go. I was always the snake catcher on hikes and camping trips with my family. There has been some not too good news coming from the U.S. about a fungal infection and it has not been limited to one breed or species of snake. Or would the correct term be genre? Genre. I guess I should have looked that up before getting behind a mic. In a large-scale study, 17% of snakes in 19 states and Puerto Rico were infected with a deadly fungal disease. Copperheads, diamondbacks, sidewinders, boas, more than 50 different kinds of both wild and captive snakes are known to have been affected. The fungus responsible for this infection is called Ophidiomyces ophidicola, and the disease it causes in snakes is called Ophidiomycosis. Symptoms can be difficulty shedding, crusty spots on the head and or body, displaced and or discolored scales, or even death. Researcher Matthew Allender worked on this study and he made the following comment, quote, Ophidiomycosis has potentially serious consequences for the success of snake conservation efforts in North America, threatening biodiversity across several habitats, unquote. And, as seems to come up again and again with this podcast, the loss of biodiversity is bad for us. Well, as both predators and prey Snakes play a huge role in maintaining healthy ecosystems. They are also good for global human health. As general predators, snakes control populations of small mammals and therefore aid in controlling the spread of zoonotic diseases, including viruses such as hantavirus and bacteria such as Lyme disease. I know not everyone is a snake fan, but we have to acknowledge their purpose and importance in natural habitats. Snakes are a part of the whole when it comes to our ecosystems like one of the rocks in an Inukshuk. It stands strong with all of its pieces, but remove a piece and it falls. The snakes are one of the rocks holding up fragile natural habitats. Just like every rock in an Inukshuk is assisting every other rock, to take care of snakes and other important parts of the planet's ecosystems is also to take care of humanity. As I mentioned earlier, for this episode I was looking into some of the most ridiculous things said and done by climate deniers to make their totally inaccurate points. As I got into it though, I came to realize that these deniers tend to say stupid, inaccurate, misleading things about all sorts of subjects. It is not exclusive to climate. These individuals seem to think they are being smart while making the most ludicrous of comments. So let's have a laugh and maybe a face palmer three as I share some of the worst. I'm going to start with Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma. In 2012, he said, quote, 
The arrogance of people to think that we, human beings, would be able to change what he is doing, to me, is outrageous. Unquote. This is a prime example of how believing false things can end up being dangerous. But if you must believe in this stuff, I grew up in the Christian religion, and we were taught that the Christian God only helps those who help themselves. So, you should still be working towards fixing shit, damn it. Talk about passing the buck, taking away all personal responsibility. Oh, we can't possibly hurt the environment, so we should be able to do whatever the fuck we want. <sighs> the same guy in the same year was interviewed by Rachel Maddow and admitted his rejection of climate science began with the realization of how expensive it would be to change. Seriously. He didn't like the solution, so decided to not believe the problem was real. What the... Fuck! He's admitting to being intellectually dishonest! Anyway, moving on. Same person, though. This same ignorant individual walked onto the Senate floor a couple of years later in 2015 with a snowball in his hands to disprove climate change. Of course, the fact that it snows has absolutely nothing to do with climate change, and this just shows how little he knows about the topic. He made himself look incredibly stupid. Now to move on to a climate and other comment made by Todd Aiken. Is it Aiken or Aiken? I'm sorry. This is wild though. In 2019, he said on the house floor, quote, This whole thing strikes me if it weren't so serious as being a comedy, you know? I mean, we just went from winter to spring. In Missouri, when we go from winter to spring, that's a good climate change. I don't want to stop that climate change, you know? So, and who in the world would want to put politicians in charge of the weather anyway? What a dumb idea. Unquote. <laughs> wow. Just fucking wow. He's talking about weather and seasons and thinks it relates to climate. Then he's commenting on climate change like he has any right to do so with his lack of knowledge. <sighs> but this dumbass made an even more ridiculous comment in 2012 that had nothing to do with climate change. I'm sure many of you out there will actually remember this quote. If it's a legitimate rape, the female body has ways to try to shut that whole thing down. Unquote. Holy crap, right? What a load of bullshit. What makes these guys say these crazy things that come into their heads? Especially this one. As a victim of a random act of violence who benefited from the medically provided morning after pill so I wouldn't have the additional trauma of being pregnant with my attacker's baby, fuck you, man. Thank goodness the powers that be in my country during my lifetime made it so that I was a priority when I was victimized. Your ignorance and lack of compassion are a Downing. Representative John Shimkus of Illinois is yet another one who thinks we can do whatever we want and his God will take care of the planet. In 2009, he said, quote, The earth will end only when God declares it's time to be over. Man will not destroy this earth. Unquote. These people want to take all personal responsibility away. Well, as I said earlier, we are taught that the Christian God helps those who help themselves. So according to your own customs, you're actually supposed to try and do something about this problem. And yet another trying to pass the responsibility off on a 
deity, Brian Fisher, the director at the American Family Association, said on fossil fuels, quote, God has buried these treasures there because he loves to see us find them, unquote. Jesus fucking Christ. Representative Joe Barton of Texas had this to say on climate change, quote, I believe that the Earth's climate is changing for natural reasons. When it rains, we find shelter. When it's hot, we get shade. When it's cold, we find a warm place to stay. Unquote. Hum. Privileged much? Talk about oversimplifying things. Oh, and this same guy also said, quote, Wind is God's way of balancing heat. I see you facepalming, Sarah, and I do not blame you. This next one is actually a quote from an ad, so not a person per se. An ad was put out by the Virginia Republican Party as a predicted snowstorm was oncoming. Quote, Tell them how much global warming you get this weekend. Maybe they'll come help you shovel. Unquote. The ignorance. Willful ignorance, really, because the differences between climate and weather are known and understood worldwide. Representative Virginia Fox of North Carolina said that environmentalists, quote, think that we human beings have more impact on the climate and the world than God does. You'd think she'd believe that her God would want her to take care of the planet they provided. But nope, she's another one who just wants to do what she wants and uses the God she believes in as a feeble excuse. This Virginia Fox person also once said, quote, There are no Americans who don't have health care. Everybody in this country has access to health care. Unquote. Uh, yeah. But you have to go bankrupt for it. That's the fucking point, man. Woman. Whatever. Anyways. Representative Steve King of Iowa has been known to say climate change is not science. Of course, only 3% of scientists in all fields worldwide would agree with him, and 0% of scientists who actually study the air, environment, and climate-related issues would agree with him. Hmm. This asshat has also called climate change a religion. That is him trying to put off how he works on others. To many people in a cult or religion, which are technically the same thing, but pointing that out offends people, to many of them, everyone has something they are religious about because they can't understand not being religious about something. Some people just do not have the ability to comprehend that other people are not like them on the inside. Our brains do not all work the same way. Some of us have absolutely no ability to believe in supernatural despite growing up immersed in it. We can pretend, but we cannot make ourselves actually believe something. And we do not worship anything in its place. What would be the point? Some of us are stuck in reality whether we want to be or not, and many have experienced discrimination because of it. I pretended to be a believer of things I didn't believe from 8 to 30 years old, and that was strictly because I knew damn well that just the fact that I did not believe would have most people in my life judging me for that and that alone. Who I was as a person didn't matter to these people. Not if I didn't believe in God. Sorry. Bitter spot for me there. Moving on. Again, showing climate change deniers are a step away from reality, this Steve King guy also said the following back in the day. Quote, If Obama is elected, Al-Qaeda will be dancing in the streets. If they don't dance in the streets, I will come and apologize to you and everybody in America. Unquote. Now, if this guy would have stood up and stood by his words, he probably would have gained a tiny bit of respect from the skeptical community. But, of course... Nothing even close to what he said came true. 
And of course he never apologized to anybody, just words. He knew his words were untrue when he said them, and he knew he would never apologize. So that last line is a straight-up lie to everybody. Representative Louis Gohmert of Texas made a public statement showing his outrage at the Pope for recognizing the reality of climate change. Really, man? This guy also once said, quote, Once the government pays for your health care, they have every right to tell you what you eat, what you drink, how you exercise, where you live. Um, I don't pay for health care. The government pays for all of my health care. And I've had two kids. And I didn't have to pay to have those kids. And I had great care. And I eat and I drink what I want. I exercise how and when I want. Should do it more. And I live where the fuck I want. Do he and his followers really truly believe this bullshit? Talk about telling lies in order to keep your people down. Convincing them free healthcare is bad by making up some bullshit things that you claim will go along with it. Ugh. Representative Paul Brown of Georgia is famous for repeatedly stating about climate change that there is no scientific consensus. That is obviously from somebody not a part of the science community because there is widespread worldwide consensus 100% consensus among those in the fields of climate, air, and ocean studies, and 97% consensus of science in all fields all over the world. So fuck you and your outright lies. This guy also once said the following, quote, Obama has the three things that are necessary to establish an authoritarian government. They're trying to develop an environment where they can take over. <laughs> Ironic much? It's the president who followed Obama who has been the first to totally try to tear the Constitution and all presidential rules to bits, who will not agree to a peaceful transition of power, who has shilled products from the presidential desk, who gave White House jobs to relatives, who does not follow debate formalities, who is trying to end the separation of church and state. If any administration in the U.S. has ever felt more like a takeover than a presidency, it is the one in the White House right now. It is interesting how the climate change deniers tend to make ridiculous statements about other things as well. Shows it's not just one area where they choose to ignore the truth of the matter. Dishonesty is somehow ingrained in these people. Should I do some Trump ones? After four years of interactions with Trump supporters online, I feel like I need to do a disclaimer before I point out what an idiot he is so their precious feelings don't get triggered. It's so ironic that they are the ones who like to call others snowflakes. Nobody's more snowflakey than a Trump supporter faced with an actual fact about the guy. A couple climate-denying quotes to start. Twitter quote, Ice storm rolls from Texas to Tennessee. I'm in Los Angeles and it's freezing. Global warming is a total and very expensive hoax. Unquote. And another one, quote, The concept of global warming was created by and for the Chinese in order to make U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. Unquote. Literally just garbage that came to him. He spouts it out, and the masses of his cult just believe it. It's so sad. I have to share one extra ignorant comment that was not related to climate change. In 2016, Trump said, Democrats are aggressively pushing late-term abortion, allowing children to be ripped from their mother's womb right up until the moment of birth. The baby is born, and you wrap the baby beautifully, and you talk to the mother about the possible execution of the baby. Unquote. While it doesn't surprise me anymore, the fact that there are actually people who hear this and believe it is absolutely disgusting.
disgusting. You are believing something because this giant orange idiot said it. He said it because it was a thought that popped into his head. You are just as big an idiot, if not more so, if you buy into this shit. In conclusion, it appears climate change deniers are almost universally proven liars on other subjects. So why the fuck do people believe them on this? That's how cult mindsets work, though. The lies just don't matter. Again, it's just so sad. I have many different creative activities that put a smile on my face. One of my absolute favorites is definitely chocolate painting. My mom took me to a workshop when I was small and she bought all the stuff in the end so we could have it at home. This was well before microwaves were in most households, so we actually had to keep the chocolate colors in glass jars which we put in a pot of water on the stove to melt. As an adult, I didn't run into chocolate painting molds very often, but then I got my first computer and access to the internet in the late 90s. One of the first things I ever searched for and one of the first online purchases I ever made were both for chocolate molds. I eventually found a few small candy shops that carried molds here in Winnipeg, and then Bulk Barn and Michaels came along some years later, giving me so many choices. Over the decades, I've accumulated three paper boxes full of molds to choose from. Name an occasion, and there's a pretty good chance I have molds to make chocolates for it. Painting chocolates is a fun way to get to know new friends or to spend an afternoon with current friends. I also enjoy doing it on my own, but that's usually when I have a specific goal in mind like the chocolate well with flowers and butterflies pouring out of it that I made for my uncle and auntie's 25th. I have full 3D objects that are most affordably made hollow and so many of the regular molds that you just paint and fill. Also, I've perfected the filling of peanut butter cups over the years and have been told it's pretty damn close to a Reese's peanut butter cup in texture and taste. I even have rich cup molds that I use for them, of course. I have a mold, well two molds really, that make a whole wiener dog about 12 inches long, I think. I've got the ability to make a 3D house with a sidewalk, bushes, trees, and a white picket fence surrounding it. I believe I did that for a work thing one time. Storybook characters, classic cartoon characters, top and bottom halves of a Corvette, hearts, flowers, leaves, a Snow White cottage with a Snow White and dwarves, unicorns, swans, cats, dogs, a 3D conch shell, cupids, Santas, wreaths, Christmas trees, Fairies, mushrooms, candy canes, music notes, so many animals, and probably a bunch I'm not even remembering right now. Anyway, it's one of those things I get a lot of joy out of. If there's an event that I decide to bring chocolate to, I'll pull out the boxes and go through all of the molds to pick out what I want to do. Then I'll make a list of the colors I will need and which ones I will need more of and go pick up supplies. Then I set aside an afternoon, or several if I'm doing something big and detailed, and I dive into painting the molds and putting together my chocolate creations. It's fun, and I love it. One of those things that puts a smile on my face. I have finally gone in and updated the Patreon tiers, and uploaded pictures of some sticker and mask options. There are hologram stickers, shouty stickers, plain old logo stickers, and my favorite, the glitter stickers. Please don't judge me. I know glitter is bad, but I love it. I will switch to green glitter as soon as I find some, I promise. While I share the facts, you may notice I often have to say that I am a part of the problem, and when it comes to glitter, I'm definitely part of the problem. Especially when my kids were small. We were crafters. Glitter was pretty much always everywhere. Of course, I wasn't as educated on the issues with it back then. I really am much more conservative with my glitter use today. Anyway. 
Thank you for listening, and may your health and sanity be replenished daily in these mad times. Thank you to Jason Martin for composing the intro and outro for the show, and thank you to Kathy Rayner and Paul Palmer for their musical contributions on the violin and guitar. I hope you will join me in two weeks for episode 26 of Living Through Extinction. situation here in Hawaii earlier this evening. The uh, civil defense calling for an evacuation of all low-lying areas because of a tsunami. The sky turns black as giant tornadoes touch down. From Nebraska to Texas, apocalyptic scenes as twisters tear through the southern...